Welcome to the Talk Show for Talkers on irishtalkers.com. Hello, Toastmasters, would-be Toastmasters, listeners and friends. You're very welcome to episode four of this week's The Talk Show for Talkers on irishtalkers.com. You will have heard us telling you yesterday that Paul O'Mahony is going to be presenting an extravaganza of information that he took hold of from the Toastmasters August magazine. The tome that has information bursting, oozing, exuding from it for us Toastmasters. So Paul, let us in to what you've discovered in this month's Toastmaster magazine. Listeners, I know a few things about Ted Melanfi, I'm going to tell you. And there are a lot of things about him that you don't know. So first of all, let me tell you, he, he plays golf and he's a member of Mallow Golf Club in Ireland. And he's a, quite a good guy to go out on the golf course with. So there's one thing. Now, here's a question for you listeners. Do you think Ted would be any good in a pub quiz team? Do you think, he's, do you think he likes quizzes? You know how well he does in the talk show for talkers quiz every week at being able to guess what a century a word has been first used in. So I think Ted is a really ace person to have on your quiz team. Ted, let's try and just give you an audition for this. Tell me now, who was the first president of Toastmasters International in all the history of Toastmasters to go to meetings on every single continent? On every single continent. I would say it's our current international president. Richard oh, you're Perry. so right. You're the rare, fantastic. Look, we definitely want you on the team. Tell me, how many countries did he visit last year while he was the international president? Give me a figure. 130. 130. And your 141 countries, you know, that's almost right. You know, some pub quiz people in charge would give you would give you a, a plus for that. Some would say no, because some of the others would have read their most recent Toastmaster magazine and they would know the right answer. So you were either good enough or you were way off the mark. 141 countries. And this has nothing to do with the conferences and celebrations of anniversaries. 141. And you know, Ted, that's fairly easy, isn't it? If you got 365 days while you're the president, and that's less than one a day, isn't it? Would you say that was what he did, less than one a day? Well, I think it's incredible because there's preparation as well. So it, is, it isn't just less than one a day. It's it's definitely a day because you have to prepare for it as well. And if George well, Byrne can get around the world in 80 days, our president probably did all that in about eight days. So tell me how many, uh, this is the next question for you. How many clubs did he usually visit during the year while he was out there visiting? Oh, well, that's a good question. Oh, are you speaking now about virtually our actual yes. flesh um, and blood? The man, the man never left his bedroom, his office, his bathroom. He never left his house, and he went to 141 countries. That's today. incredible. That was yeah. superb. How many, how many clubs a day did he visit? Oh, I would imagine he could have visited three clubs a day. Yeah, well, you're not bad. That's the bottom end of the number that's mentioned in the August magazine, the uh, the Toastmaster magazine. Three to five visits a day. How many pathways speeches did our international president make as he visited 141 countries? Have a guess. You're right. It must be it must be about 400 420. Ah no. Ah no no no. You know no, I'm no. trying to multiply. I'm trying to multiply. 
141 clubs. He did 76 speeches from Pat. 76, right. 76. So about half, about half, about a speech and half the clubs he that he visited. So, but how many evaluations did he do? The same again, I suppose. I know the same. Well, he again. only he did 41 evaluations, and he did a whole lot of other things. He was Toastmaster, Topics Master. I have yet to find out if he was Poet Master. He probably was Formula One Master at one or two clubs. Yeah. But the astonishing... was an opportunity for education for Richard E. Peck in this past year. Well, Incredible. The, the, the phenomenal thing is, and I want to plug this article that's in the August uh, magazine of the Toastmaster, because, and here's one podcast plugging another, You've heard, Ted, of the official Toastmasters International podcast. Oh, I have, yeah. Greg Greg Gazan is in it, yeah. Right, right. So there's 25-minute interview with the international president, which you can get access to via the Toastmaster magazine. And in it, Mm. he talks about it. All of this is just to say that no previous international president has ever been so much in touch with the heart of Toastmasters internationally just there's no way anyone else can touch him and i don't know what's going to happen next year but that was just extraordinary the man did something that you wouldn't be able to do and the man did something that about 99.9 percent of our listeners wouldn't be able to do he got up at three o'clock in the morning and he went to meetings throughout the day right up until midnight now that's extraordinary dedication to empathy Building an appreciation of other people's, isn't it? Well, it meant that he only had three hours sleep before he started the thing all over again. That's incredible. Now, he didn't do that every day. Otherwise, we wouldn't have an international president. (laughs) Well, we might have one, but we'd be calling him sleepyhead or something. One of the things that he says in uh, in the article, which he kind of is reflecting on his year, he says one of the things he wanted to get across to people was a simple phrase, I am a member at heart. Now, have you ever been a member of an organization where you kind of felt that the CEO and the chairman of the board were so remote from the ordinary workers on the shop floor that, frankly, they lived in a different world? Have you ever had that experience? No, I was never one of those, but I've read plenty of books and things on, on such organizations where the, 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 the people running the organization are remote from their and very remote from their workforce and from their employees. Well, he, he, Richard said that that was one of the key things he wanted to communicate to people, whereas at the same time, it was a research project in which he wanted to find out, well, what's going on? The reason I brought this up, listeners, isn't just to nudge you to go and look at the Toastmaster magazine, which I really want to do. And I'm really keen to have a little quiz with Ted. How many of the 141 countries that Richard visited can he name? But unfortunately, there isn't enough time in this week's episode for me to ask Ted to list the 141 countries. I'm going to... I'm gonna... <laughs> I'll write them all for next week, Paul. <laughs> I'll have to read that magazine. And, and, then, and then how many, like, which is the club in Ireland he visited? Well, I know because I looked it up. And I vaguely remember it happening, but I don't know which club he visited in Scotland. I don't know which club he visited in Italy. I don't know which club he visited in Hong Kong, but essentially there we are. The reason I bring the whole topic up is to do with this thing about people traveling. Roughly speaking, Ted, 
How frequently have you travelled to another Toastmasters club during the last year? Oh, only one. I only had the opportunity once whilst I was away. Around this time last year, I visited a club in Spain. But you told me during the year you'd been to a meeting in uh, Switzerland. Beg your pardon. The one I was speaking about is I was actually inside in the room with some of the members when they had a hybrid. I was, yes, I visited a club in Switzerland. I visited a club in Dubai. I visited other clubs. Right. You see, so you've been to lots of clubs around the world. Yes, yeah, yeah. And the key thing about this is that when you visit another club in another country, you're actually helping them out, aren't you? Oh, of course. Even if you don't play a role, your very attendance in the audience at the meeting enriches the meeting, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. And we find that about our own meetings when we have visitors and guests that the energy goes up in the room or in this little box that we're speaking through called Zoom. So simple attendance is a form of assistance to the club. Oh, most definitely. It's a motivator. And other ways you can assist the club is you can play a role. Clubs often want visit off welcome people to play roles true and so you can go out into the outside world because of doing the same kind of thing richard's done and you can give assistance to clubs in other places you can also draw inspiration from what they're doing richard did that he brought back a whole lot of information to the international board and to other people in toastmasters about what he found so just like you listener can go to a club in another country or another city, you can draw inspiration. And the very fact that people in that club see you taking something away that you're going to take back to your own club, how good a motivator is that? Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, that's fantastic. We, as, as You know, the thing about Toastmasters is that it's unending information and, and education. We're developing and growing all the time. So that that process, though, of of attending, giving assistance, taking something back and letting them know that you've gained some benefit out of being there, that is a process which can benefit your own club enormously. Because if you go to other people's clubs and the more people from your club who visit other clubs, the more people from other clubs will come and visit your club. Of course. Yeah. And. That seems to me to be one of the tremendous things Richard has done. He has shown that it's a good thing to go and visit other clubs. Now, that has had some influence. I don't know how many. Yes, I have to agree. I think there's a template after being created now for future leaders within Toastmasters to be able to do what Richard E. Peck has been a pilgrim of, that as international leaders, they literally can visit every single club in Toastmasters. Without leaving, their, without leaving their own jurisdiction or even their own house, for that matter. And if I talk to you as a club president, which you are, and but a number of club presidents are listening to this around the world and say, you as club president, a club president in, let us say, Region 10, that's about okay. nine, nine districts, you could, if you wanted to, visit 141 other clubs next year if you had nothing else to do. And you could as a president, but there's the key thing. A president of a club can start off by visiting all the other clubs in their area and then all the other clubs in the division and even all the other clubs in the district. It's possible to build up like that. I wish I'd been systematic about it. But 
it's it's a great example Richard has given us, and the information is there in the magazine listeners to consider it. And it wouldn't it be great if we could find out how many club presidents around the world have visited, let's say, at least half a dozen clubs in the previous year. Do you know what would be wonderful, Paul? You're after posing a question for our listeners and indeed for me here as well. It would be a fantastic way to get into the Guinness Book of Records if you managed to visit every club in the world in one year. And you don't have to be a club president or an international president to do that. You can just be Joe, ordinary member. Well, let me just leave that for all listeners to work out the mathematics. You can easily find out, there's the job for you to do, how many clubs in the world. You can also find out what the average length of a club meeting is and see how many. (laughs) Would it be possible for you to visit every club in the world in 365 days? And with that, I want to hand back to you, Ted, to finish this episode. And thank you, Paul. Not alone does it finish the episode, but it also finishes the show for this week. Thank you, Paul. That's a fantastic extravaganza with wonderful ideas for all of us. And we hope to see you all again next week on the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. See you then. Bye. Bye. The talk show for talkers is published every week in sections at 4 p.m. every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Go to our website, irishtalkers.com, for more information.